We continue with the daily sports feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigert. Let's talk some James Madison offense now with the new OC of the Dukes, and that is Dean Kennedy. Coach Kennedy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me. Well, you know, this has been a whirlwind. We talked with Coach Hemphill last week, and I'm sure you, you've been on the road recruiting. I know we, we talked down at the Bull site and everything like that, but has this been a whirlwind for you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been in a lot of the states so far in the U.S., just kind of traveling around recruiting, but it's been amazing. I'm really excited now just to be back in February, get around the guys, and kind of start building towards spring ball and, and building for what we want to do and accomplish coming up. You know, how exciting is this for you? And, and again, you weren't at Holy Cross for a long time like Coach Chesney, just a couple of years, but now it's something new, um, something fresh. Is this pretty exciting? Yeah, I think the coolest part in it, it's so adamant, especially when you went on the road recruiting in the state of Virginia. I was in North Carolina and Georgia as well, is how you know passionate the fan base is. And that's something that I can – I can definitely say that everyone's looking forward to of you know seeing them pack the stands even for our spring game but that's the piece that I'm I'm very thrilled about and ready to see them live. Talk a little bit about you getting down here and cuz the, they were having the bull practices you and some of the other coaches able to, to kind of see the practices. How beneficial was that for you and everybody else that came down here to to actually see some of the guys that are still on this team practice? Yeah, I think that was huge and I think a big piece of it as well was just to be around the guys and you know introduce myself, you know let them see a little bit into my life and who I am and kind of my style in terms of how we do things. But I think by far the biggest piece was just to be around the guys. You know what I mean? And that's a big piece that this program and this culture is going to be is that, you know, we're all doing this together, right? It's not the coaching staff versus the players. It's all of us, you know, working towards one goal and just letting them see that and actually see us in the flesh was a big piece of that. When Coach Chesney got this job and, and everything was going on and it was a whirlwind then, was it a no-brainer for you to come with him if he wanted you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing but the utmost respect for that man. I think every, he does such a great job with you know being a head coach and everything that goes into it. And it's been a blessing for me just to, you know, he always says no one works for me, they work with him. But like to work for him and, and be a part of, you know, how he envisions programs should go, I think is, you know, has been amazing for my growth too, just as a young coach. So I'm definitely very grateful for him, but hands down with the combination of coach Chesney getting the job and JMU being JMU. I mean, it was a no brainer. You know, you're still very, very young as a coach and you were only with coach Chesney for a couple of years, but I know you've, you've talked a lot about what he's meant to you and just how he operates a program, how he kind of handles himself. But I know you've been pretty impressed by coach Chesney. And again, that's why by JMU nation is so excited about this. Yeah, they should be excited. I think, you know, he just does such a great job and you know, where we hang our hat and he hangs our hat is just the development of young individuals. And the cool part about this is that it doesn't start and stop on the field, right? That's just a piece in the platform that, that we get to use things for. But the development off the field is something that, you know, we'll do as long as we're here, right? And hopefully it's forever. But that is something that we will definitely pride ourselves on is developing young individuals into the people that they want to become. We're talking to Jamie, D- offensive coordinator Dean Kennedy. And, you know, talk about now that you guys are on campus, the bowl, again, it, it's in the rearview mirror. Now you guys – have a coaching staff. Now you guys are out recruiting. Um, how about the last couple of weeks and just how challenging has it been? I mean, it's been, it's part of the, you know, college football. I think a big piece of it, you know, is that college football has definitely changed a little bit in terms of, you know, the nature of how everything works. So a big piece is, you know, gearing up. So for when everyone's here on campus, which happened a few weeks ago, is getting the players here that we want all the way from the high school recruits to people in the transfer portal and just making sure, you know, we assemble a team that is, a team that we are going to be pride, you know, pride ourselves on, and that the JMU Nation is going to love seeing them play on Saturdays. 
Was it a challenge with all the roster management? Obviously, a lot of the guys decided to go elsewhere and do some different things with, with the coaching change. But then you guys dip into the transfer portal. Obviously, some high school recruits as well. But uh, that, that's always going to be, be college athletics, it seems like, right now. Yeah, and I think that's the world we're in right now, to be honest with you. And that's, you know, everyone deals with it. It's not just us. But a big piece of it is, you know, you want players that want to play on Saturdays here in Harrisonburg. And uh, I think we did a really, really, really good job just of making sure that the players we brought in this program kind of fit what we're trying to attack and accomplish from a culture standpoint. But obviously at the same time, you know, fill the needs that we needed to go forward and, you know, make sure we have a good product out there on Saturdays. One of those transfers that came in was Dylan Morris from Washington. Talk about him and kind of what, what, what did you see in him that uh, made you want him to be a Duke? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, like, like you said before, I've been on the road recruiting and I've came back either Mondays or Fridays. Anytime I've stepped foot in this office, you know, he's been in here studying, you know, going through the game plan or not the game plan, going through our playbook and all that stuff and just trying to put in extra work. And I talked to their offensive coordinator at Washington, and he just spoke so highly of that in individual, just in terms of a football player, but also as a person and his work ethic. And, you know, from that position, I mean, you have to be the hardest working person in the room, right? You are the, if you, you're the coach on the field, you're the head coach on the field. So we need to make sure we have someone that everyone's going to respect, that everyone's going to trust, and making sure that, you know, he can get our message across and obviously do it in his way. You know, one of the big things that, you know, I always tell the QBs is that, you can be a leader in multiple facets and you can lead in multiple different ways. But at the end of the day, you need to lead to your authentic self. And I think that's something that I've seen so far in his time here that he's done. You know what I mean? It doesn't be anything special. You just need to be who you are to make sure everyone understands that you're always going to give your, your best foot and you're going to be the same person, right? Because in that same person is something that we talk about just from a consistency standpoint that needs to occur 1000% in the quarterback room. And that's what makes the good quarterbacks great. As you were looking in the portal and probably trying to get a veteran to come in here and, and help you guys out, um, what kind of stood out with, with him and his his abilities? Because again, uh, you you had Sluke at, at Holy Cross, a little bit different than than Dylan is, but but I know you and I talked to the bull side about how you're going to adjust to whatever personnel you have. But what was it that kind of stood out about him? Yeah, I mean the first piece of it, like you said, you got to adjust to who you have, and I think that's the reason. To be honest, we get paid right. And then to go in with him, you just saw, I mean, he played as a freshman and sophomore. And the cool part about him is you saw a million different types of throws on film, and he was able to complete them at a high, high level. And that's something that was very, very intriguing to me is his ability to you know, distribute the football using all 53.33 yards from you know, sideline to sideline. And there wasn't any throw that he couldn't make. And that's what I thought was very interesting. And then the accuracy standpoint, I thought he was a very, very accurate quarterback. And, you know, that's you talk about recruiting piece like that's one of the number one things that I look at is the accuracy piece of it just because you know it makes you talk about the yards after the catch there's so many things that you can do when you have an accurate quarterback and to be honest with you you know we talk about Dylan but I'm excited to work with the whole quarterback room right it doesn't start or stop there right you talk about every other quarterback in that room that I think they fit that mold and if not we got to make sure we develop everyone to keep you know growing into that mold that we want. I was going to ask you, that was my next question for you, is to talk about the, the rest of the QBs. Alonzo Barnett's still here. Billy Atkins is still here. Brett Griffiths. Uh, Blake Kendall is still here. Talk about just kind of getting to know those guys in, in your room. I'm sure that's been exciting. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest piece, like, for example, we just had an academic meeting, and the fact that all of them are making sure they take care of their grades, it goes back to that first piece of being consistent, like I talked about, of just making sure we have the right people in the room. And the cool part is I think we do, right? And obviously that goes for anybody that just walked in. I just got here, right? We'll find that, you know. We'll find more about that, especially as spring ball goes. But the character of everybody, everybody in that room is very, very high. And I think that's a huge, huge piece, especially, you know, when they're 
the focal point of a, a football program. You know what I mean? Everyone looks at them for the good or bad, but making sure you carry yourself in the right way. But I'm very excited to work with all of them because all of them have talent and they all have talent in different ways and they all have strengths. They all have weaknesses, right? And finding those strengths and making sure we grow upon that, but then also, you know, developing the weaknesses that they have. Cause like I said, every, every quarterback has weaknesses. So that'll be a huge piece of the development that we'll see in spring ball for everyone, including Dylan. We're talking to Dean Kennedy, the offensive coordinator, James Madison. And so many people are just like, what's this offense going to look like? What, what are we going to see on Saturdays here at Bridgeforth and, and, and next fall? But what is your offense going to look like? To, to be determined. <laughs> depends on who we have. You know, it, it does depend on your personnel, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, we had our first uh, offensive unit meeting the other day. And, you know, I showed him a picture of glass. And now a picture of, I'm sorry, water in a glass. And I was like, this is our offense, right? We're going to mold. We're going to fit. You know, you put water into any sort of container, it's going to fit into that container. And to me, that's what our offense is going to be. It's going to be an offense that utilizes its strengths, right? I'm a big believer that explosive plays leads the points, right? And that's at the end of the day, we got to put up points. And that's something that will be measured big time in terms of how we, you know, attack things and what we're trying to accomplish. But a lot of that to me goes into, um, you know, making sure we have, you know, a correct number of explosive plays per game, per practice. And we'll chart all of that stuff, you know, every single day. But we'll utilize, you know, a bunch of formations. We'll utilize multiple tempos. You know, we have every tempo in the book. And there'll be times, you know, in games that we might pick one and say, you know, this, this offers, you know, a lot of stress to the defense for this one. Or this type of scheme offers a lot of stress for the defense for this one. So, you know, I think we have a big playbook, but kind of game by game. And honestly, really kind of in spring ball and fall, fall camp, when we kind of start to develop our identity and see what we're really good at, that's, that will kind of start to determine, you know, who we are and, and what our strengths going forward, forward are and how, you know, we think we'll put up points. You know, you're still very young as an offensive coordinator, too. Again, you, you spent two years at Holy Cross, but just the second year as the OC. Do you still feel like there's so much room for growth for you as a play caller? Yeah. I mean, I think no matter how old you are, it doesn't matter if you're 23 <laughs> years old or you're 50 years old in terms of, you know, in this sport. It's always evolving. And I think that's something, you know, I pride myself on is seeing what's new out there, watching other people's stuff because, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the room and I don't claim to be the smartest person in the room, but I know there's a lot of information out there that you can always get better. It's the same thing that we tell in the quarterbacks. We tell the offense, right? There's always room for growth. And that doesn't, you know, that starts with me, right? Making sure that we find other ways to do cool things, innovative things that other people are doing as well. So a thousand percent, you know, I'm nowhere near where I want to be as a play caller, as a quarterback coach, but there's a lot of room for growth for everyone. I'm going to make sure I keep, you know, moving in that direction. Spring ball will be very important for you guys, won't it? Just because, again, you can go watch them lift and do all that and do their workouts, but just to get them on the field and, and implement what you want to do and try and kind of see what works and what doesn't. I mean, the spring ball is going to be really big for you guys. It's going to be huge. And it goes back to, like I said, the identity of who we are as an offense, right? And I think that will start to play itself out. And, you know, spring camp, to be honest with you, that's kind of like your foundation of who you are. So you, you see some of the stuff that, you know, we'll do on Saturdays. It'll all kind of come back to spring ball. Like it'll probably be a little more base um, in terms of what we install and what we do. But it's more about, you know, getting an idea of what we have, what we can do, and then getting really good at, you know, our base foundation of what they expect from us as coaches and the offense. So from a growth standpoint and a foundation standpoint, like it's spring ball, that's where it starts from, you know, talking about being on the actual football field. 
We're talking to Dean Kennedy and the offensive coordinator, James Madison. And I want to go back to what you were talking about when you were out recruiting. And Coach Hemphill mentioned this, too, that hey, we had a lot of people that want to come to JMU, not just in Virginia, but outside the state. How was the reception uh, of you and the new coaching staff and everything that's going on at JMU? Was it, did, could you feel it wherever you went? It was so freaking adamant just in terms of how passionate people are for this program. And you went from every school that I went to in Virginia, it was just – it was so abundantly clear, like what this place represents, what the football program represents, and to be honest with you, what the whole school represents, not just football. But like, like Coach said, you know, people want to be here. People want to play. People want to go to the games, right? And it's a place that you can just feel the energy. You know, I was in North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia. You could feel that energy everywhere you went. And like it, it just holds true in terms of, you know, what JMU represents. And it, it, was, it was amazing to see. And it just, like you kind of said before, it just makes everyone, myself included, so excited, right? So there's so much excitement. There's so much juice for this program. Now, I know you guys, uh, you've been at the Division One level, too, before this. or I mean, at the FBS level before, at Mississippi State and Florida. Um, but Holy Cross, even though it's an FCS school, just like it was for JMU here, they were still recruiting at a high level. But do you feel now, just because of, of where you're at and where JMU is at after two years at the FBS level, can you recruit maybe more high-level athletes than, than what you've been able to in the past? I think so. And a lot of that has to do with winning, right? You know, winning attracts, you know, people. And this program has always predominantly won. And I think that's definitely a huge piece of it. And I absolutely think of where the program is trending to and going to continue to trending to. You can, you know, you're attracting players from all over the, you know, the country. That's, you know, that's also the different piece too. Obviously, we're going to recruit our backyard and get the players around here that want to be here. But JMU has almost a national brand. Right. And everyone knows, especially the season they've had in the, you know, the past few years, it just speaks volume towards the brand that JMU has created from a university standpoint, but to a football standpoint. And I think, you know, going back to that question that you just asked, absolutely. You know, our job is to get the best players here and and at this place and being at different places in my career. It's definitely a program that attracts those type of players that we want and that the fan base is going to be proud of. Also in the off season now, it gives you a chance to kind of dive into some other things. And you probably haven't had a chance to yet, but in the summer and stuff, how much will you di- dive into the, the, the defense at App State or Coastal Carolina, the teams in the Sun Belt? Will you dive into those defenses quite a bit? Have you yet? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So we, do, we have this thing after spring camp. It's called football school, and I do with the quarterbacks. And it starts basically from scratch in terms of how we call defenses, you know, how we dissect defenses, what beats certain types of defense. And it's really starting with the defensive side of things, right? And after that, kind of the next phase of that kind of quote-unquote football school is we'll go into the actual defenses that we'll see, and we'll start getting kind of a jump on that as well. But absolutely, after spring camp, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of time to start gearing up for the season and just kind of taking notes and kind of seeing, you know, getting early on thoughts in terms of how you think you can attack certain defenses based on it, you know, in the league and based on the defense that you're going to see. All right, let's go back now. Again, we're talking to Dean Kennedy, the offensive coordinator at JMU, and kind of go through your your travels to get to James Madison. Um, you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. You went to the University of Rochester. You're a quarterback there, right? Yeah, so, you know, I grew up south of Boston in a town called Situate, Mass. So then I went to University of Rochester, played football there, ended up walking onto the basketball team as well. Um, and then, you know, right after that, I was lucky, you know, my head coach there, Scott Green, just very passionate football coach. And he kind of, along with other people along the, you know, on the way, you know, kind of pushed me towards that coaching profession. But just I always knew I wanted to give back, right? It was a sport that gave so much to me that it would almost, it would almost do an injustice for who I am to not try to replicate the same thing that people did for me. And, you know, I had a high school coach, Matt Poirier, who was my basketball coach, who I still talk to this day, who's just seeing people, and I got lucky to have coaches that were so passionate about what they did. 
it just made sense for me to try to replicate what they did for me. But, you know, after Rochester, I went, went to a jun- two junior colleges called ASA. You know, I was a quarterback coach at ASA New York, and then I got the OC job at ASA Miami. And then I got linked on with Coach Mullen at Mississippi State. I was there for a year. And then when he got the Florida job, I went over there for four years as well with him and then got linked on with uh, Coach Chesney at Holy Cross. Was it always football for you growing up? Or I guess probably just sports in general, wasn't it? Because, again, you walked out and played basketball in college. Was it always football and basketball early on? It was always football and basketball. It was always sports, to be honest with you. My sister, she played lacrosse at Cal. My brother played rugby um, at Northeastern. My little brother, he ran track at Case Western. My dad played rugby till I was probably 12 years old. So it was just we were playing every single sport known to man, always in the backyard. Um, it was always just sports, sports, sports. And – you know, the cool thing about that, just sports, not not just football, but every sport gives – it just teaches you so many life lessons. And that's the cool part about, you know, the reason that probably a lot of coaches coach, myself included, is that you're able to teach so many things through a sport. And that's that's why I love doing what I do, and that's why I love just, you know, being a part of all these teams and different types of sports and all that. And then you mentioned a couple of coaches kind of leaned you in the direction of coaching. When did you kind of know that, all right, I, I think I do want to do this? So it's interesting, you know, I was about to graduate University of Rochester. So like I said, I walked on the basketball team. I didn't play basketball my senior year. So when I got done with football, it was the first time I actually really had like an, an off season to myself where I didn't have any other sport going on. And so, you know, I knew I wanted to coach. I knew I always loved football. And I actually, the, when I graduated, I ended up taking a sales job, not in sports or not in football. And it took me probably a month or two months to realize that not necessarily that it was a mistake, but it pushed me in the direction that I knew that where my love was and my love was in football. And right after I took that job, two months later, I just started doing everything in my power to get into the coaching profession. You were at ASA for a couple of years, as you mentioned, how'd you hook up with coach Mullen at Mississippi state? So, you know, I ended up, this was at a time where uh, college coaches could work other college camps. So I worked one of their camps and kind of stayed in touch and he was a Northeast guy. So I think he probably took a shot on me, you know, to hire me just with a little bit of Northeast blood in me, but, um, you know, I got nothing but respect for that individual. He taught me so much as a young coach, but, you know, like I said, I, you know, I worked at camp, stayed in touch with him, and then an offensive line GA opened up at Mississippi State, and then he offered to me, and I took it there. Talk about your, your experiences there um, at Mississippi State, at Florida. Obviously, some uh, being in the SEC, I'm sure it was pretty eye-opening for you as a young coach, but um, just talk about your experiences and everything that you kind of learned there. Yeah, you know, the cool thing is I got to work with the offensive line. Um, which I think is, you know, was huge for the development of me as a young coach because kind of everything from the offense starts there, to be honest with you. And then I got into the position I wanted to with quarterbacks when I got to Florida. But, you know, the experience just in terms of how much, you know, the defenses are evolving, right? You kind of always making sure that you put in your, you know, the work beforehand in the offseason like you kind of touched about before. But also my beliefs of how the offense should be run of where they are now started, you know, and started developing there just in terms of a lot of it's based off who the players you have. You know, I was, I was lucky to work. We had quarterbacks, you know, we had Kyle Trask, who was second round draft pick. We had Anthony Richardson, you know, who was a first round draft pick. And we had Emory Jones and Felipe Franks and Felipe played for the Falcons as a tight end. But long story short, there was, you know, four different quarterbacks that all had different styles. You know, some could run, some could throw, some could do both. Some were only pocket quarterbacks. So that's where my belief is that you really have to develop an offense based off, you know, the personal that you have. Because if you have an individual that can't do something, why would you do that? Right. You know what I mean? And that's where I started to learn. And a lot of that was the transformation from Kyle Trask. Right. 
to Anthony Richardson, two different styles of quarterback. And to be honest with you, two a little bit different types of offenses, you know, still having your beliefs and your foundation. in, but that's where my belief in the development of where an offense should be and how it should be run kind of stem, you know, with my early days from coaching there. I was going to say, you probably took quite a bit from, from those times, probably quite a few plays from them too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was amazing. And you know, I got lucky too. I worked for some amazing people along the way. And a lot of that, you know, learning all you know that's where you asked before you got to make sure any room that you go into regardless of what position or title you are there's a lot of information in the coaching world and the you know it's the same thing here I learned with a lot of the coaches here you know all the coaches have been in different spots and different offenses so making sure we blend all that together to make sure that the best information or the the best way we present something to our team is how it's going to be done and that may not be my idea right that might be another coach from you know that we watch film on or it might be a coach in our room that say hey we did it this way well we better make sure that if that's the best way to do it, we better make sure we do it. Then after that, you hooked up with Coach Chesney. How did that happen to, to leave Florida and go to Holy Cross? Yeah, so a year before I got the job, I ended up writing him a letter just because, you know, I'm from the uh, Boston area. Um, they had been doing an amazing job, Coach Chesney and Holy Cross, that he had that place rolling. So I just kind of reached out and wrote him a letter. And he actually, I don't know if you remember this, he wrote me a letter back and he, we have a, you know, a family charity that he donated to as well. And he did not know who I was. He knew nothing about me, knew nothing about my family charity. And it was a, a Boston charity that was, you know, that had a lot of support in the Massachusetts community. And so when I found out that he did that without even knowing who I was, it just like spoke volume in terms of who he was as a person. And, you know, the whole time I was like, that is someone that I, you know, I want to work with, as he would say. And it just, like I said, it, I just knew right from the jump of who he was. And as I started doing more research and then, you know, a position opened up and I went through the whole interview process with him and it was a long interview process. <laughs> it was probably longer than a lot of people out there, but obviously he wants to do his due diligence. But right off the jump, I just knew that was a program that I wanted to be a part of, right? R from the moment I wrote him a letter, he wrote a letter back. He donated to my family's charity. It was just so clear that I was, that I want to be a part of that. How, I guess... For him to have the confidence in you after just one year to, to kind of hand the, the keys of the offense over to you and, and be the offensive coordinator, what did that mean to you to, to have him have that trust in you after just a year? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it meant a lot to me, right? Obviously, for like you said, for him to have the trust in me, um, it meant a, lo a lot to me. You know, I got like I said before, I have nothing but respect for him, but, you know, hopefully we can keep it going, right? And I hopefully, you know, we proved that last year in terms of the staff and all that stuff, what we can do and the product that we can put out there. But, you know, it's something that we just got to keep moving, moving in the right direction and, and put up points and get explosive plays. How about how has it been now with the staff here, um, getting to know these guys? I'm sure that's part of the exciting part, too. And again, Coach Robo was here. You got to see him do his thing during the bowl preparation, so got to meet him. Um, and, and then Coach Sims comes in, Coach Harper, you know Coach Kanan and, and, and some others. So how has it been kind of getting to know this staff right now? It's been amazing. Obviously, I've had a relationship with Coach Kanan, you know, our special teams tight ends coach, so he's phenomenal. Um, but I think everyone, everyone offers something in the room in a way that, you know, is like I kind of referred to before, is a way to do something better, right? And that's something we're going to rely on everyone. You know, Coach Harper, he you know, played in the NFL. He's been on some big-time places, so he has a ton of information. Coach Sims has produced some amazing running backs. Obviously, Coach Robo, you know, he was the interim head coach, right? He's been here in their offensive line, right? He's had some of the best offensive line units in the nation, right? So relying on them, right, is going to be a huge piece of it, understanding that we're all doing this together because 
we have an amazing offensive staff, right? And everyone, like I said, I think everyone is extremely, extremely talented in what they do for their individual position, but making sure we rely on each other to make sure we are, like I said, we're putting the best product forward. And that's where this, how the staff was assembled. Like everyone is going to offer different insight, different ideas. And I think that's what I'm really excited about is really getting to work with these guys on Saturdays, but obviously a lot more work's going to be put in before them, but it's going to, it's a good staff. That's for sure. Do you like being up in the box or on the field during game day? I like being up in the box. You know, I think you can see it a lot clearer. Um, and a lot of that is, to be honest with you, it's funny because a lot of people ask me that. And I like being up in the box, but you got to make sure you have mature quarterbacks that can kind of handle the emotional side of things, right, on the sideline by themselves or with some of the other coaches on the sideline. So going back to those initial questions that you asked, that's a big piece of it, making sure that you have mature quarterbacks that can handle the emotional aspect of things. So now we can really just talk X's and O's when it comes to the football piece of by me being in the box. Coach Kennedy, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Great to get to know you a little bit more, but we'll do this uh, many more times. But excited to have you here, and we'll catch up again soon. Love it. Go Dukes, baby.